Welcome to the Intelligent Design Collective podcast prologue for episode 155. Before we get started, I just want to remind you to check out the new ancient Greek study at buymeacoffee.com forward slash ID podcast. And just as a reminder, the shows will be released on the 21st of each month, God allowing. So here's a glimpse of the direction we'll be heading for February. So we have several topics we're going to cover on the upcoming show that I'm really excited about. We'll get into listener questions as the topic came up of Bible translations and which one is my favorite. And to be clear, I do have one that I like very much and it might not be what you think. Michael and I are also going to talk about the TV show The Chosen as a warm-up for our eschatology study. I'm really keen to hear his thoughts because I definitely have a few I want to bring to the table. Further, regarding the eschatology study, we were thinking about inviting others to our conversation of Revelation in a few weeks. So if you'd like to join us and listen in with the ability to write in questions and thoughts, please send an email to cosmology.life at gmail.com to express your interest. We're not sure of date or time for the Revelation study, and that's going to be a tough one seeing as there are people listening in from everywhere, ranging from Australia to Iraq, as well as the Americas. But we thought it would be a fun way to interact with the audience. So again, please email in and... We'll try to arrange it. We just want to get an idea of who might be interested in joining in on a study like that. And we know that the timing is going to be a tough one to sort of accommodate everyone. Next, after that, I, I dive into a topic that started this podcast back in 2019. The Intelligent Design Collective began as a podcast which explored the intersection of science and faith, seeing as I was a science teacher and I had faith. I uploaded my first podcast in Ho Chi Minh City on the case for intelligent design and to my surprise found that it had several hundred downloads a week later. When I saw that there was an audience who was curious, I felt encouraged to continue producing work. Since then, my faith has increased and my research has also spread across multiple avenues in attempt to create a cumulative data-driven portrait of the biblical narrative. And I personally have expanded the definition of intelligent design, probably much to the chagrin of scientists the likes of Stephen Myers, Francis Collins, Douglas Axe, and a bevy of others. I've expanded the definition to seeing intelligent design in all aspects of the material cosmos. Indeed, a signature of the author of all of existence can be found in everything, in my opinion. So on the 21st of February, we will begin to return to our roots as we continue our ultimate apologetics course as, before diving into the quantitative science, we'll discuss the philosophy of science and some of the key inferences which led us to the inevitable conclusion of a designer. Darwin himself said that in order to best explain how a thing came to be from history, one must consider a vera causa, or rather, a process we know which would produce that thing today. Case in point, DNA parallels a quaternary computer code, and in fact is more complex than any computer code we know of today. And the only thing that we know of today which produces code is a programmer. It's far more complex than that, and we'll definitely be diving into that, but using Darwin's own logic, we infer that there was some type of intelligent programming, or rather intelligent design, involved in every aspect of not only life, but the cosmos. 
So going back to DNA, just as a sort of sampler, it is so mind-boggling that Watson and Crick, the gentlemen who discovered it, all but abandoned the theory of abiogenesis, or rather that life began by itself on Earth somehow by chance processes and, in fact, started promulgating the theory of panspermia, where the idea is that life started maybe somewhere else in the cosmos because, by their standard, more than billions of years would have been required to randomly create something so complex. Crick understood the obstacle which was to be overcome in order to support Darwin and was indeed flabbergasted at the discovery of the complexity of DNA. He was quoted as saying, An honest man, armed with all the knowledge available to us now, could only state in some sense that the origin of life appears at the moment to be almost a miracle. So many are the conditions which would have been satisfied to get it going. End quote. So what about the rest of the living body? Does the complexity stop there? And what about design in the cosmos? So on the 21st of February, we'll cover a wide range of things in philosophy of science on design, like the watchmaker argument, the design intuition found in children as young as five, discovered by researchers at the ultra-secular, atheist, humanist school, Berkeley, and the odds of life. After the ultimate apologetics course, Michael and I will get back into our eschatology, or rather end times study, where we are going to discuss everything ranging from the book of Ruth to Paul's epistles, as well as the prevalent topic of the rapture. And we're going to get into the prophecies of Daniel, all of this dovetailing into the book of Revelation in the coming weeks. Finally, we'll be starting our ninth book club book, Edward Fazer's The Last Superstition, and the reading will be all of part one. I have read parts of the assigned reading, and so far I enjoy it even more than his previous book club book, Five Proofs of the Existence of God. So we look forward to seeing you on the 21st. Take care, and God bless. <laughs>